0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. I am so excited about today's guest because we are chatting about Everything this podcast is about, which is personal life and business and everything in between. I am stoked to have Saren Eads on the podcast today. And Saren is a life coach and she graduated in 2019 with a bachelor's degree in intercultural peace building and entrepreneurship. And she knew she wanted to use her degree to help people change their lives. She was awarded certifications in entrepreneurship, mediation, conflict resolution, and professional life coaching. That one was. Hard for me to get out for some reason. She is a certified life coach by the International Coaching Federation. She loves being outside, adventuring, traveling, cultivating strong relationships, and helping others see their true potential. Sarah, I am so excited. Even from like a selfish standpoint, and I feel like that on so many podcast episodes. I'm like, I'm
1: just excited to talk to these people. <laughs> I'm so, so excited to have you here. Uh, you can't even like. I wonder if you can hear my smile through. the podcast because man I'm smiling I'm so delighted to be here it's
0: awesome no thank you so much for being on I'm stoked to hear about how you got into this I'd love to just kind of like before we dive into everything kind of hear like what made you want to major in this what made you want to make this jump into this career what did like your story kind of look like in getting here into you being a life coach
1: yeah, so back in college, I was studying um, like international relations, and I decided that I took my first peace building class because this guy was like, You gotta just take one, it's amazing, you're gonna love it. And it talked all about the mindset of relationships. So being able to see people as people and change the way you think because that impacts the relationship so much. No matter what you do, What matters more is how you're doing it and the underneath and like your intentions behind it. And so that's what my whole degree was designed around was helping people and myself (laughs) better my personal relationships as well as international relationships by how we see people and how we treat people, therefore. So I loved it. And one of my favorite classes was in personal peace. And we talked all about emotional health and really hard taboo topics and all of these things I was like personal peace is so important. And that is what really every single human being on this earth has some story or another of how they're processing emotion and processing their thoughts in their brain and how it's causing different traumas and anxieties and hardships for them and learning how to help people through that individually. I was like, okay, now I know I want to help people. Mm-hmm. I know I want to help them one-on-one so I would, I would say like, oh yeah, I want to be like a facilitator. And I got my like, facilitating certification and, and I was like, well, maybe I'll be mediator. And that was, it was a little too much for me as like an emotional standpoint to be able to help people through a mediation. I still love it. I can still do it, but it just wasn't the thing for me. And then I went through my own personal trauma, which I'll talk a little bit more about in a little bit about the emotional journey that I went on to find where I am now. And really I started finding out about life coaching. And so I would listen to the life coach school podcast by Brooke Castillo and it blew my mind. I was on my way to work and I would listen to it and I was like, what? Like maybe someday I could do this. Like maybe like when I'm 50, I love like, maybe, that. <laughs> maybe like when I have financial stability or maybe after grad school. And then I realized that my brain was just telling me all of these things, trying to make me feel responsible for making a delayed decision on what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But really I found out that they were all fear based. And I was like, I don't want fear to be the reason why I don't start now. So I started this year. I was like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be a life coach. I got my certification. I started working with amazing clients and I was like, hey, I'm doing this now or never. Like Ooh, I'm always I love in. that. Oh my gosh. I love
0: that. I feel like that's something I kind of talked about before on one of the episodes is like, sometimes we like have these big dreams and we're like, okay, this is for future me or even like another life me. Like, I know yeah. I do that sometimes <laughs> we're like, oh, maybe in another life. And then I'm like, wait, this is the only one I've
1: got. Like, why not do it right now? So I love that. That's so incredible. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy how much our brain is like, okay, that's uncharted territory. Let's not go there. Let's think of every reason why we should stay comfortable right now. So I don't have to feel that failure. And it'll like convince us that we need to be more qualified or we need to get more education or we need more financial stability before we start something that we really truly are dreaming of.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. But there's always, yeah, there's never like a better time than now to start right. our dreams and to like, it's kind of like the, your first draft will never be perfect thing. Cause I think that's the reason we talk ourselves out of things too, is it's like yeah. the first time you launch something, it's probably not going to be perfect, but it's better to just start and keep working on it and mend it with time. Like, Oh, I just love that. So what yeah, was absolutely. kind of like, The beginning of this process, like for you? Because this is, I'm just like so excited to hear all about like life coaching and all your tips and tricks and things because I'm like, I feel like life coaching really is such a personal business. And so, how has like your personal life kind of intertwined with like you becoming a life coach um, or like helped you with your emotional and mental health journey?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is so intertwined. I can't even think of something that's less intertwined in my life. Yeah. (laughs) It's like this personal development as well as helping other people with their personal development. And so my story starts actually when I had a miscarriage. I was about nine weeks and it was a surprise pregnancy and also a surprise miscarriage. And it was so challenging. I had a lot of postpartum anxiety with it, even though it was only nine weeks, you know, you still have to deliver the tiniest little baby and um, the emotional challenges of it all and like the trauma i was going through and the first thing my brain was serving me was like there's something wrong with you like you're suffering Mm -hmm. from anxiety like you can't figure this out and everything scared me like i couldn't cliff jump anymore i was terrified of it going to the beach with even friends petrified me i'm like i know i know them but like i don't want to break down in public Mm -hmm. Like so many things were just terrifying when I used to be so okay doing all of these things and like a social butterfly and cliff jumping and doing tandem backflipping and (laughs) different Mm -hmm. things like that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I I had a record for being pretty adventurous and I just couldn't even get myself to even want to try. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And with that anxiety, I was like, "Mm okay, so my circumstance here, which is my, miscarriage is what's causing my anxiety and I was like that's it that's all that's going for me and then I was listening to the podcast by the Life Coach School and she was talking about how there's something in between our circumstances in life and our feelings and she was saying that's our thoughts our thoughts come in and our thoughts is what makes meaning of what's going on in our circumstances So like some person can see gaining 20 pounds as a total thrill. Like, yes, I finally gained this much muscle weight. I feel so confident. And other people could see gaining 20 pounds as devastating. Mm -hmm. And it's the same circumstance. You gain 20 pounds, but the meaning is in our thoughts. And so our thoughts are creating meaning. I was like, um, no, 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 my miscarriage happened <laughs> and I got anxiety from it. And I've been struggling with this for like nine months and there's no way my brain's creating this for me. No way at all. And then I decided to try, like, just try thinking about what thoughts could possibly be in my brain that are causing me so much trauma and so much anxiety. And the reason why it was so hard for me to find them is they were so subconscious, which yeah. 90 to 90. A percent of our thoughts are subconscious and so we may not even know they're there but they can still create the same amount of anxiety and emotions that we're feeling in our bodies even though we don't know our thoughts are creating them that's and so wild I'm like oh my gosh
0: that, that percentage insane? is
1: so high <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so high and it's it's mind-blowing how much of it we need to uncover in our brains and just know that it's also totally normal like my brain was doing the human response to avoid that feeling of anxiety and push away those thoughts as much as possible or even positive talk my way out of it. Like, oh no, you'll be okay. Like Mm -hmm. it happened or maybe like you shouldn't feel this way and all these different things. And then I realized that the thought that was really, really attacking me was that my miscarriage broke me because I felt so Mm -hmm. different. The person I was before versus the person I was after. And I heard that thought come in my brain and I'm like, that's not even true. Like, I'm like, no way is that true at all because it never broke me. And if it were to happen again, like I'm pregnant right now. And if it were to happen again, it would be devastating. I'd feel all of those same emotions that I'm supposed to feel when there's a trauma and grief in my life, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't mean anything about me anymore. It wouldn't mean that I'm broken because it never broke me the first time. And when I realized that it was like, the anxiety just kind of flooded out. Like it was like, wow, I was able to just process emotion, process the anxiety, process what was going on in my life and everything, my fitness level, my ability to be more healthy, my ability to grow a business and to really show up for my clients and then my ability to show up in my relationships. Like, for example, my husband would have a bad day and rather than thinking, oh, what did I do wrong? Like, what do I need to fix? Like, I can't believe he's feeling this way. I was able to be like, oh, he's having a bad day and it means nothing about me. And how can I help him today and like really show up for him in a different way than I was rather than thinking it was about me and making it mean something about me with my own thoughts. And so my relationships improved the way I was able to show up improved and it was full, well-rounded. Every aspect of my life changed so much. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm like, ooh, so powerful,
0: so incredible. Especially, I feel like that Lady Gaga meme where it's like, incredible, never been seen before, amazing. (laughs) Like, I I love that, and I think subconscious. It's true, like subconscious beliefs are so hard and wild because, like you said, we don't really even know they're there half the time, but they're so powerful. So uncovering them is like so important. Um, How would you kind of How do you describe identifying those or like help people identify what it is that is maybe like subconsciously holding them back?
1: Yeah, absolutely. For me, it was like just admitting that thoughts are there, number one, and it's human and normal and natural. Your brain's bringing up all of these thoughts to protect you or save you from something Mm -hmm. or for some other reason, but it's bringing it up for a purpose, even if it's subconscious. So just knowing it's normal, it's human, number one. Number two is the best thing that you can do is write out everything you're thinking, like get your thoughts out without judgment, with a lot of self-compassion and just write out what you're thinking. So for example, with my miscarriage, I may have a thought like this shouldn't have happened to me. This is so much harder for me to deal with. than my husband, my Mm -hmm. grief is shattering, or even some like positive thoughts might come in there too, where I'm like, but you are handling this really well. You've grown so much. And then I'd start thinking about how green the grass is. I'll write that thought down too. Like just write them all down. And Brooke Castillo calls it a thought download. And I call it just a brain dump. Like you just seriously throw everything out of your brain onto paper and then realize what thoughts are serving you and what thoughts really just aren't. There's going to be thoughts in there that you're like, wait, that's not even true. And just because my brain thought it doesn't mean I have to believe it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. No, I love that because, yeah, I think sometimes they almost kind of get like stuck in our brain and we don't realize they're there. Like I know I grew up in like a pretty cultural, culturally intense religion that I'm no longer like a part of. And I remember Mm -hmm. even when I got my tattoos, I remember (laughs) I remember looking in the mirror and suddenly my brain went, oh, that sucks. You're not like pure anymore. And I remember just hearing that and then being like, what? was that like what (laughs) came into my brain that was so silly like I don't think that at all but I was told that for like 22 years so it was like so deep-seated in my brain that like even just impulsively my subconscious like threw it at me like a football and was just like haha here's this thought that you don't believe at all and like it's I love the idea of a brain dump because I think sometimes those things can get stuck in our brain and we just don't realize they're still lurking there so I love that we can kind of like pick apart what's actually true and what's serving us and what is maybe just like an icky self or subconscious unnecessary thought
1: and same thing with like the thought if we don't really write it down it's like we're turning like putting everything in the disposal without turning it on like we're Mm -hmm. just like here we'll just like fill up our trash can and never ever take it out because we're we're gonna continue to self-talk and like positive talk our way out of it and continue to keep moving forward and it will help but this type of thought will continue to resurface if we don't just delete it kind of thing like just like get it all out and hit delete throw it away get it over with and just know it's human that it's happening and human that it's going to keep happening and you're never going to not have thoughts they're going to keep coming but learning how to manage those thoughts is one of my favorite things I get to help my clients do.
0: I love that. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, like how do our emotions and mindset and like daily conscious and subconscious thoughts kind of play a role in our personal lives and even like in our
1: businesses, like how do they kind of show up for us in our lives? Yeah, I love that question. So our mindset is just creative of all these thoughts. And so if our thoughts are coming up and they're creating these emotions in our body, And then we're resisting or we're pushing those emotions away or deciding that we don't want to feel that way and we want to feel something else. We'll start acting and reacting in a different way as well. And so Mm -hmm. when we uncover those thoughts first and foremost, and then we're able to really tap into that mindset of like, what's creating this for me? Again, coming from that place of self-compassion that like, no matter what thought my brain throws my way, I'm still in control. Like I can still decide what I want and know that it's human and normal and all it means is I'm human. If I'm having doubts, all it means is I'm human. If Mm -hmm. I'm fearing something in my next business move, it's because I'm doing something big and it's scaring my brain because it's never lived it before. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And we have a side of our brain that's, they call it the primitive side of our brain, which is the subconscious side. And it's really designed to conserve our energy to avoid pain or failure or any like hard emotion and then to seek pleasure And so there'll be times when, for example, we're having a mindset thought about our business or our personal life saying, I shouldn't do this, or I should be doing this. Or maybe even let's take an example from our to-do list. We think, okay, I should be doing this. And then when it creates that pressure, like, oh, I should be doing this. And then our brain and our bodies want to resist that pressure and that feeling of pressure. And so then we go and we buffer on Netflix or we'll scroll on Instagram, or we'll overeat something, or we'll drink, or we'll do a lot of different things because that feeling of pressure, our bodies just don't like it. It's just not something that we want to deal with. But the good news is, is that the emotions that we feel only last in our vibration of about 90 seconds. And so if we allow ourselves to process those emotions for 90 seconds, we'll let it just flow, let it like release rather than Resisting it. So, if, for example, I think I need to get 10 clients by next month, you know, like something big. Yeah. It creates a lot of pressure in my body. It's something that I, I don't like doing. And my personal buffer is I love New Girl on Netflix. Like, I'll just be like, I just need some time away. Or um, my husband, for example, will go and clean. Like, his buffer is like, I'm going to be productive in a different way. So, at least I feel like I'm productive somewhere. Mm, I like that. And so it can show up in different ways. Um, and so like understanding those emotions, knowing that they're going to get processed and they can re perpetuate. So like, for example, if you're feeling a lot of anxiety because of a thought you're having, you can have another thought that's going to bring a very similar feeling anxiety and it'll, it'll keep coming. But the more you allow your body to just feel it, the better you'll be at knowing it's human <laughs> at knowing that it's an emotional process that you have to go through And that you want to, like, you don't want someone that you truly love to pass away or to go through a really horrible breakup and feel okay about it. You don't want to not grieve.
0: No, I love that. And I think that's actually like something my therapist told me once is because I, my like one emotion that I just hate is anger. It feels like so icky to me. Like I just, I don't like it. And I just kept telling her, I was like, I don't want to be around anger. I don't want to feel anger. And she kind of talked to me about how like there are no bad emotions. Like emotions are just things that come up in reaction to something happening. And so there's no bad ones like that you are supposed to feel angry. If something happened that is like unjust or unfair or like wrong, like that's the proper reaction to things, and that like we should give ourselves grace to like feel whatever comes up because that's a totally normal reaction to feel things in response to, you know, events or things that happen.
1: Yeah, okay. I love that because there are emotions that are hard to feel that we're so resistant towards. Like I was so resistant to that pressure. Like I'm so resistant to feeling that disappointment or that failure, but that's what comes in our personal lives. It comes Mm -hmm. in business and the people that are successful in business are able to let that process happen and keep going anyways, like Mm. to work throughout the discomfort and to be uncomfortable with that feeling of failure and do it, do it anyways, or like let your body be angry and know it's just temporary and then keep going in your life as if you were, you know, evolving and being the same person that you want to become.
0: I love that. Yeah. I think that that's emotions should just be like a fuel to keep becoming this better person that you want to become. Um, so, okay. To go along with that. So how do you personally, how do you advise people to like use mindset to overcome the inevitable tough times that come personally or in our business or, you know, everything in between, like, how do you use mindset to overcome these things?
1: Yeah. Like I love how you said it's inevitable because it truly, truly is. And I think what helped me the absolute most in my personal life was giving myself that grace and that compassion to know there's nothing wrong with me because I'm feeling failure in business. There's nothing wrong with me because I'm feeling angry in a relationship. Like these are things that I'm supposed to feel and supposed to process and it's normal and human. That helped me so much. And that's all a thought. It gets a thought to be like, oh, I should be feeling this versus I shouldn't be feeling this, which creates different feelings. Like I shouldn't be feeling this creates resistance for me, which creates actions that I'm not proud of and results that I'm not happy with. And so our thoughts really do create our results because it's our mindset that allows us to process and make meaning and then feel a certain way, which helps us to act a certain way, which helps us to get the results that we're looking for. And so you can go and kind of backtrack it, be like, what do I really want in my life? Like, what type of results do I really want in my business in my personal life in my relationship? And think about what thoughts do I have to think in order to get there? And what feelings do I have to feel in order to get there? And what feelings am I willing to be uncomfortable feeling in order to get there? And when we know we're willing to feel all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, the super stoked, the really bad pressure, the really bad anxiety, yeah. if we're willing to feel it all in order to be human and progress on our lives, we're going to be able to make it. We're going to be able to get those results that we're looking for.
0: Oh my gosh, Kay. I love what you just said about like not only when we have a goal being like, okay, what do I need to do or think in order to make that goal happen? Because I feel like that's always – you know, we set a goal and we're like, okay, I need to do this, this, and this, which means that like, or even with manifesting, like I'll be like, oh, I'm going to think this every day, or I'm going to think that I already achieved this. But I love what you said about like, what feelings are we going to need to feel in order to get there? Because that's the thing with improving ourselves or improving our life or our business is there's going to be feelings that come up and like some of them are going to be uncomfortable. And the more intentional we are about like letting ourselves feel that or like recognizing, you know, if I'm taking on a big project, that's scary and new. Like I think of even just launching this podcast and how like scared I was to open up in such a vulnerable way, but I didn't even like I didn't plan – like I maybe didn't plan on that enough where I, I, I could have been like, oh, yeah, logistically I need to do this, this, and this to launch the podcast. I'm going to think about it being successful by manifesting this, this, and this. But how cool is it to look at our big life decisions and also be like, oh, I might feel this, this, and this. And even if it's uncomfy, I'm going to feel it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. And how do you think that's really helped you in progressing in your business and personal life?
0: ooh. Ooh. I love you turning the tables. I'm like, oh how the turn
1: tables. <laughs> I've got a question.
0: Um, I think that one of the coolest things over like the last however long of my life that I've like really tried to focus on feeling a lot of things and feeling what's coming up and thinking about other people and kind of like what you said in the beginning, everyone is just projecting. That's like one of my favorite things I've learned is like. Everyone's reactions and everything people say or do, including myself, is just like a projection based on their own experiences and feelings. And I feel like as soon as you kind of start grasping that, it's so easy to just like love other humans and, like, care for other humans and give other humans grace because you're like, oh, they're just projecting. Like, it's kind of like when you're a kid and they're like – and your parents will be like, yeah, it says more about them than it does about you. Like, but that's so true. And I think that that's been one of my favorite things as I focus on feeling things more is, like, In my personal life and even in business, like if someone does something in business that I don't like love, I'm always like, okay, like let me learn from what this does have to do with me because it probably does have to do with me a little bit, but also like, let's give myself grace. Let's give them grace that like, this is also a projection of some sorts and that's okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. I love that so much. And that's the thing with our thoughts, creating our feelings Is that like we make that meaning happen within our own minds. And if someone's reacting a certain way, it's because their brain is making meaning that way. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean anything about us. Like, again, my husband having a bad day has nothing to do with me. And yet sometimes we're like, oh, what did I do wrong? And we try to take um, responsibility for other people's emotions as well. And I love how you said that it comes with so much more compassion and unity and love for other human beings. Like, they're just walking the same journey. They're also trying to make meaning of the world and their thoughts. And they're feeling things too. Like we we <laughs> all are. And knowing that that's human and normal it gives us so much more compassion for other people that we interact with.
0: Yeah. I, Ooh, I love, I love learning about all this stuff. I just think it's so fascinating and something that's just like not taught about enough. I'm like, why did I not learn any of this in school? Like, why do I still remember that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell? But like, I did not learn about humans and like how they interact with each other. It's just so fascinating and so useful as we like maneuver relationships and like any sort of conflict, I don't know, just life with other humans on this planet in general. Um, so as we talk about mindset, sorry, I feel like I have so many questions. I'm like, oh, I need to ask her this next. Or this. <laughs> no problem. Um, but as people really start to work on their mindset, to work on creating and like cultivating a really powerful and positive mindset, what advice do you have for them? Like, are there certain tips or tricks or tools that people should be looking for or using as they try to like
1: really create this powerful mindset? Yeah, absolutely. And I think where that starts is understanding the power of the mindset Because a lot of the times you're kind of talking about a to-do list, like when we have a result or a goal we're looking for, we're instantly like, okay, what actions do I need to take to make this happen? We write a huge fat list and then we may or may not do any of it (laughs) or we may Mm -hmm. do a lot of it and then get a lot of burnout from it. And so changing our action is like a temporary fix, but changing our mindset, the thoughts, the deeper root, that is what helps us to overcome and to take action anyways and -hmm. to get the results that we're looking for and so the mind is the most important part and so I love how you too you're saying like why didn't anyone ever teach us in school and I had a client who was like okay our mind is the most powerful tool yet nobody taught us how to use it. And until now, like until like Mm -hmm. life coaching became part of my life, like I had no idea how to process and use my brain in order to create results because I always thought, no, the more I do, the more results I get. But that doesn't have to be true. Mm -hmm. Like our thoughts play such a big role in that as well. And so understanding first that it's so important (laughs) to work on your mindset and to work through that. And then I think secondly too, understanding the power of the emotions in that and being willing to feel all the emotions in order to get the results you're looking for. Because if we only work and we only push forward when we're feeling excited or happy or courageous or brave, you know, it's it's, and we're not willing to feel uncomfortable <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and feel that failure and to uh, make mistakes and we're not willing to do that, it's gonna be a lot harder and take a lot longer to get to our desired result. But if we're willing to just feel it all, It's so much easier to be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to feel like a failure starting my very first podcast ever because I'm going to learn and grow throughout the process, but I'm not a pro now. I will Mm -hmm. be a pro later, but I'm not a pro now. Um, Like letting yourself just do it anyways. Like, for example, me becoming a life coach, I was petrified that I wasn't smart enough. I'm too young to start this, or my mindset was. You know, telling me that I needed to have more money before I ever started my own business and invested Mm -hmm. in myself the way I needed to. And all of these thoughts and all of these fears, I was like, I'm willing to do it anyways and to feel those things and still do it. And so that would be the second key is knowing that no matter how you feel, you can still make the results you're looking for.
0: Ooh, I love that. Like I love, yeah, I think that's incredible and something that we need to normalize a lot more too is that like everyone feels these things like everyone feels these like quote unquote bad or hard emotions not that they are yeah. bad or hard but we sometimes like classify I feel like even uncom like discomfort we want to avoid discomfort yeah. if we can whereas in reality like none of them are bad none of them need to be like these avoidable things they all have their purpose and they can like we can do it anyway slash we can also just use those emotions to fuel us to keep going and to keep doing these things.
1: Yeah, yeah they don't have to be like our block or our barrier, especially when we <laughs> understand how our thoughts create that for us. We're like, okay, that's just a thought, which means that's creating this type of feeling, which means I'm human and that's totally fine. And <laughs> you're able to keep taking action and really show up in the in the world the way you want to be,
0: I love that. So do you have any like daily things that you do to work on your mindset or to like keep it strong? I literally am thinking of it like a muscle. Like how do you do you have any, Like daily <laughs> rituals that you do to help your mindset or to like keep you feeling positive and powerful?
1: Yeah. So I love that question because it really is a constant muscle that you're working out. Like, You're working out your brain. And I always say that personal or sorry, life coaching is like personal training for your muscles, but specifically your brain muscle. And so it's like helping you learn, grow and improve. And the only thing is that even if you stop working out, you're still an evolved brain. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you stop training, your muscles are going to decrease, but your brain will always be so strong and be able to, you always need to nurture it, but it's a transformation. It's going to change your life with what you're able to do with your brain. And so you were asking like my own rituals. And so mine is building my belief. So like knowing that even though I don't always believe that I can be a super successful business lady and be a mom at the same time and Mm -hmm. do a bunch of different things, even though I don't always believe that what I can do is find beliefs that I do believe right now, because we always talk about affirmations, but affirmations don't actually help us unless we're able to believe them in the moment. So we might be feeling like like total crap one day, like I am the worst human being, and we feel this way, we think this way. And then there's other days where we're like, oh no, I'm amazing, i got this. Like <laughs> I'm gonna do yep. amazing things. And sometimes in between, it's so hard to go from, I actually, I suck today, and then to tell yourself an affirmation, like actually no, I'm amazing today, it just is a hard transition for our brains to, to grasp and to believe right away. And so if you can do it, awesome. Sometimes I can, but when I can't, it's coming in the middle and being like, okay, but what is true for me today? And be like, I'm human. That's like the first one that always comes to my mind is be like, I'm human. And that feels a whole lot better than I suck today. I, and then oh my gosh. how I can like climb that ladder to get to wait I am amazing because I am a human and this means so much growth for me versus I suck this is horrible this is so hard that is
0: such incredible advice because I like I'm like geez I needed to hear that because I think that's there are days where like, yeah, I look at my affirmations and I'm like, I don't quite believe those today. (laughs) Those don't seem totally true today. And so I'll either like say them and they're kind of like going, you know, in one ear out the other, or I'm just like, we're just not doing affirmations today. Whereas if we give ourselves grace and kind of like tailor more to what we're already feeling, I just think that's such incredible advice to just find almost building blocks back up to those affirmations like, oh, I'm human and I am totally justified in feeling everything I'm feeling. And like, then you can lead up to like, wait, I'm amazing for doing that. Like, I'm amazing. Um, I love the idea of kind of like building back up to your normal affirmations or like finding a different route of affirmations based on how you're
1: actually feeling and thinking that day. Yeah, absolutely. And it works with more than just like positive self talk as well like mm-hmm. for example in your business or in your personal life being like this is hard like that's a thought that doesn't bring as as much emotion you know it brings a, an emotion mm-hmm. but it might be a harder one for people to feel letting that process knowing it's totally okay to feel that but if you're wanting to improve that what thought could you possibly think that's not it's not hard that's working up to this is totally doable i got this like what could you think in the middle and letting that thought, like, process and kind of building it back up that way. Like, it doesn't have to be just our personal, like, I'm amazing versus I suck yeah. today. <laughs> it can be, like, a lot of different steps. So, like, how can I be creative to make this less hard for me today? Or how can I be creative and come up with a better solution so that this feels a little easier to accomplish? I love that. And do you have, like – um Do you do like any sort of
0: like journaling or like, is there like specific reads, like books that you like suggest for people when they kind of start on like this journey? Like, where do you kind of suggest that they start when it comes to like taking back your mindset and like making it a more intentional thing?
1: I love that. So I'd say first thing, brain dump. Yes, journal, like write it out. But again, without any judgment, like, you know, like when you write in your diary and you're like. Okay. I have to like be articulate. Like forget that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Literally me. Write it all out. Cause basically you're taking out your trash. So brain dumps as much as you can. I do some on either like everything that comes to my mind or I'll split it up into sections. So for example, if I'm really struggling with a consult that's about to come up, I'll write a consult brain dump or when I, I sprayed my back right before I found out I was pregnant. Oh I was my like, gosh. Please don't be pregnant. Don't be pregnant. Like, I couldn't like fathom having horrible back pain and then also being pregnant and having to yeah. nine months later push a baby out. So I thought of, I wrote all the reasons out with how I was capable and able to have my body recover. And like, even if I was pregnant or wasn't pregnant, like, whichever way I was going to be okay. So I did like a very personal one. Basically, you can separate it out, do one on health, do one on your fitness goals, on your weight loss goals. Or you can do it all together and just see kind of what your brain brings up for you. And so journal that out. And then secondly, recognize what emotions are coming up with those. And then writing down those emotions too. Cause sometimes the emotions are easier to discover than those subconscious thoughts. So sometimes you're like, okay, I'm feeling anxious. Take a pause. Think about what you're thinking in that moment. Also let do like a body scan, like let the anxiety just kind of flow through Mm. and like, You'll see. Like I've I've done it. I've done this. It's a new journey for me as well in the last year of letting my body just feel the emotion rather than resisting it. And you can be like, okay, what does this feel like in my head? And it's like pounding. What does this feel like in my heart? My heart is beating so fast. My palms are sweaty. My body feels kind of tingly. I feel like there's a balloon in my chest. that's about to explode. Like what else does it feel like? Oh, it's so hard to breathe. And just like, no, like, okay, this is how my body processes this emotion like let it
0: process. Yeah. I love that. I think that's something I've learned a lot in the past like year as well as just that like our bodies and our emotions are so, oh my gosh, they're so intertwined way more than I ever knew. And it's crazy to see how your body will signal you and vice versa um, with your emotions. Like it's kind of wild almost how much they react in like in regards to each other so I love that I think that's so incredible Mm
1: -hmm. and where I would recommend the audience go is another podcast the very first one I listened to was the first podcast ever by Brooke Castillo in the life coach school and her podcast and it talks all about her model of circumstances thoughts feelings your actions and your results and that was the first podcast I heard and I was like wait how are my thoughts actually a part of this role How is is my mind actually creating my results for me? And that was my first one that I like. So I highly recommend like that's a great place to start.
0: I love that. I'm going to have that. I'm like, that's going to be added to my queue for sure. (laughs) I'm going to have to listen to that. Well, I, oh my gosh, I feel like I have learned so much that I'm like, Oh shoot, I need to like go do, I'm literally like, okay, right after this, we're doing a brain dump. Um, we're going to have to do that (laughs) immediately and pencil that in. Um, but thank you so much for teaching all of this to us and for like sharing your knowledge and your heart and such a personal part of your life as well. I'm so grateful for that. Um, so thank you so much for being here and sharing so much incredible information.
1: It's such a pleasure. It's been, it's been so fun. This is my favorite thing to do is to help people learn how to use their minds and get results in all aspects of their lives.
0: I love that. Okay. So, To wrap up, um, and I totally, I don't even think I emailed you this part, so whoops, but I always bring this on people. At the end of every episode, I love asking what the best piece of advice is that you've ever been given. And it can have to do with what we just talked about, but it doesn't have to. It's literally just whatever comes to your mind immediately when you think of the best advice you've ever been given.
1: That's such a great question. And I, I feel like it's not so much advice, but the first thing that comes to mind is that we are limitless. Like, really toning into that belief of we are infinite we are able to accomplish so much more than we ever dreamed of and we have a potential that's so much greater than we've ever really thought and how you can show up like that person already knowing that you're limitless it it like show up like you're limitless I guess would be the advice that I've been given and I love that idea
0: oh oh I love that so much I'm like I feel like that limits our fear so much when it comes to like showing up is if we just believe that we're like so capable in the first place that's incredible advice
1: yeah I love it so oh,
0: good <laughs> I love that thank you for sharing that okay so where can people learn from you where can they find you Sarah and can you tell us all of your like internet places where people can come and learn more about you
1: yeah definitely so I specialize in brain and mindset coaching to help people take action and get the results that they want in every aspect of their life. So if it's weight loss, if it's business, if it's your relationships, like all comes together to be able to be the best version of who you want to be. And I help people do that. And the best place to find me would be on Instagram. You can find me at Saren, S-A-R-E-N, Eads, E-A-D-S. So at S-A-R-E-N, E-A-D-S. And then I have a consult link in my bio and I do a free first session for every single person. And it's so fun to like kind of just tap into where your mind wants to go with things. And then also talk about how to get coaching. And I do six month packages. So it's like six month full on transformations from point A to point B to get results that you're looking for.
0: Ooh, that's so fun. Kay, I'm so excited and we'll include all your information on the show notes. But Saren, thank you so much for being here today. I learned so much and I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this and like hear all these incredible nuggets from you. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Little
1: golden nuggets. Little it was golden so fun, nuggets. Eden. Thank
0: you. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you guys for being here and for listening and we will see you next time.